Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby and have ourselves a drink. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, and welcome back to the Lobby Bar for the week of September 27th, 2021. Brian and Michaela here with you. Uh, Michaela, we have a lot of new movies coming out this week, so it's uh, important we get into the Lobby Bar and get to checking these out because we have a lot to talk about this week. So, Yes, let's do it. Let's just dive right on in. Let's get into it. So first things first, though, we're going to need a drink. And I was in the mood for something I had a couple weeks ago. So if you've been following along with the Lobby Bar, you will no doubt remember my terrible audio when I was traveling. Uh, But audio bad, but a cocktail I had was very good. So I had this at the uh, Hearsay in Galveston, Texas, and it was called the King Henry. Uh, And if you Google King Henry, the cocktail, you'll get a couple of different results. But this is based off of the one that I had there. Uh, so I'm going to mix this up for you, Michaela, and let me know what you think about these flavors. So it's two ounces of Earl Grey tea infused monkey shoulder, a half an ounce of Benedictine, a half ounce of green chartreuse, and a dash of Angostura bitters. So the way you're going to put this together is you're just going to put the two ounces of the monkey shoulder like into your cocktail shaker, uh, throw the tea bag in there while you're kind of getting the rest of the ingredients together. Just let it in there for a couple of, you know, just for a minute or two to infuse and you'll be good to go. Shake it with ice, strain it into your coupe glass and you're all set. Yeah. I'm really interested in this one. Earl gray infused monkey shoulder. So literally you just put the tea bag in the monkey shoulder and let it steep for a bit. That was kind of the way I saw them doing it. There's uh, yeah, just literally kind of infusing wow. it kind of on, on the spot. Probably don't want to mix up a bunch of that. I guess I don't know how many of these cocktails you're going to be making, but yeah, it gave it a really, um, you kind of got the tannin of the tea, um, but it contrasted up against like that, like that sharp licorice, um, you know, kind of, do you know what monkey shoulder is, Michaela? Did you have to ask that while we were recording? Yeah, it's a isn't it a bourbon? It's a blended scotch. It's a blended scotch. Okay, which, so it it's which yes. has which has a lot of notes of vanilla and honey to it. Um, oh no, see that doesn't sound bad with the Earl Grey. Then I was thinking it was going to be this peaty moss cake thing that was going to be sitting, and I thought that would make it very heavy. So good to be educated. Okay, yes. That sounds better than originally. The reason why there was a giant lag in time, ladies and gentlemen, is because <laughs> Brian's looking at my face and I'm like really trying to be on board with it. Okay, with the Benedictine, that makes sense. Chartreuse, though. I mean, we've done a lot of exploratory drinks in Chartreuse land and you you liked it, though, because it's only a half an ounce. It's not going to be too bad, I guess. It's not going to be mm-hmm. too too licorice forward. Yeah, like I said, kind of the kind of the tannin from the that you get from that tea, uh, really kind of mm-hmm. mellows out the, um, yeah, those sharper licorice notes, and you get this very like sophisticated, yeah, it's it's just very sophisticated. Like I said, because it's not a smoky scotch, which are only scotches from Islay, which is a uh, common misconception. Most scotches are not smoky at all, but um, 
but yeah, this one this one was really good, and I had it on vacation, and I uh, thought we should try it out for the lobby bar. All right. Well, this is actually amazing. I'm very excited. I think everybody should try this. This is the first time, I'm not going to lie, first time I've ever seen sort of a tea-infused hard liquor. So usually we'll, you'll do like a chai rum chata thing with chai. I've seen a lot of that recently. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, this is neat. This is really cool. Now, how much bitters did you put in this? Uh, just like two dashes in there and uh, shake it up in your shaker tin so you get it uh, nice and cold and then into a coupe glass. You could probably also make it into just a like a uh, cocktail, like a rocks glass. If you had like a big ice cube, you could probably do that too. But I don't think yeah. you want to water this one down too, too much. So yeah. I would do the, uh, I would do the uh, shake and strain for this one. But yeah, give that one a try and let us know what you think. Like I said, I, I enjoyed it quite a bit there on vacation. So uh, try it out. And you know what else people are liking? And it is still Shang-Chi and the Legend of Ten Rings, fourth week in a row, the number one film in America. Yeah, yeah. I mean, why not? Why not? Marvel, they've had a really great year, uh, all things considered. <laughs> um, yeah, four weeks in a row, even though there, there's, there's um, Dear Evan Hansen is new, right? But the, and mm-hmm. that made it, but it didn't quite. So 13.2 million is what Shang-Chi did this week, right? Yeah, 13.2 million for Shang-Chi. And then the uh, aforementioned Dear Evan Hansen came in in second place with seven and a half million dollars, uh, which is pretty good return, I think, for that film. Uh, you know, kind of kind of looking at it for a musical and kind of the current state of the world. I think that seven and a half million dollars is not a terrible opening weekend. Uh, yeah, I would say that's pretty solid. I would think yeah. that's pretty solid. And then rounding it out, we have Free Guy, Candyman, and Cry Macho uh, rounding that out there. So not a terribly impressive week overall in terms of total dollars, but uh, pretty good for Shang-Chi to have four weeks in a row at number one. And what does four weeks in a row at number one get you? It gets you dang close to $200 million. So Shang-Chi in the year takes the lead from Black Widow. It's at $196.5 million. Uh, so probably you know getting over $200 million by uh, middle of the week, probably. And second, uh, Black Widow in second, Fast Nine and third, Quiet Place Part Two, and Jungle Cruise at number five. I think Free Guy is in sixth place by just a couple of thousand dollars. So that'll jump into the top five this week as well. So, mm, there we go. Yeah. Wow. Well, you know, I, I knew Shang-Chi was going to do very well. Um, I'm a little surprised that it only took four weeks to get basically four and a half weeks, maybe, to get to 200 million. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why I find that surprising. It's worth noting, though, that Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings was only two theaters and Black mm-hmm. Widow was not. So Black Widow did make uh, a ton of money through Disney Plus. Streaming as that well. Is yeah. Not, yeah, that's not included in this $183 million that it's comparing to, right? Or is it? Correct. No, um, it's so it's not including that. And the kind of the last number I saw on that was $80 million. Um, you have to take that with a grain of salt because I don't know how uh, freewheeling Disney and like, you know, all of these streaming services are with those numbers. But that was kind of the last dollar uh, yeah. amount I heard about Black Widow. So take that take that into account. But yeah, Shang-Chi is going to get over $200 million. That'll be the first film to get over $200 million since the beginning of the pandemic. Bad Boys for Life, I think, crossed $200 million uh, in the early stages of 2020 uh, before things shut down. So this... A, a little bit of a return to 
uh, normal, maybe at least starting to get some cash flowing back into these uh, movie studios. Yeah, well, and you know, it's fall for real. And Mm -hmm. this is the last lobby bar that we're going to be doing in September. October's a great month for horror movies. Um, Mm -hmm. There's going to be a couple coming out, right? Uh, One of which I'm super excited about. Um, It's the new Venom. Mm-hmm. Yep. Let there be let let there be carnage, and that's oh, yeah. exactly how you have to say it in any conversation. You can't just say it; you have to let there be carnage. Um, <laughs> very excited that's, about that. That's not how I'm going to say it, but yeah, that's uh, that one looks pretty pretty good. I know a lot of people are excited uh, to get into that one. Uh, do you think uh, Venom's going to take over the top spot? I think that it probably will for the week. Definitely, um, I'll say definitely it will. Yeah, definitely for the week. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I don't know because it is such an adult film. Um, at least the first one was. It was not for kids. And Marvel has this really great kind of balancing act between young children and, and adults. Um, mm-hmm. These are not, you know, but the Venom kind of uh, grouping of films has not, it's not for children. Okay. Um, they like take off people's faces. It's not good. Um, I mean, it is good, but it's just not for kids. So I don't know if it's going to quite eclipse Black Widow or Shang-Chi from a yearly perspective, but yeah, I I think definitely for sure it's going to knock Shang-Chi right on over. But to be fair, it, 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 Shang-Chi will have been out six weeks, seven weeks at that point. So it's time perhaps. Mm -hmm. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, <laughs> something, something should do well enough to, to kind of knock it out of its place, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. So we have Venom coming out this week, and we also have the Adams Family uh, Part Two is coming out this week, as well as the Many Saints of Newark, which is the um, Sopranos kind of prequel thing, I guess, about a young Tony Soprano, and that's played by uh, James Gandolfini's son. Uh, I'm very high on watching this. I am not going to go to the theater and watch it on. Uh, HBO, which is where I watch The Sopranos, so that makes the most sense to me. But <laughs> yes, yes, that everything that you just said, I echo in my heart. Um, I, it starts. Uh, it actually is going to open this Friday, and uh, there's a lot of people I know that are having kind of Soprano parties or Italian mm-hmm. parties. I know I've been invited to go to a, a family friend, a family friend's house, and do nothing but eat like rich Italian food. Uh, like New York style. It's going to be New Jersey style. It's going to be amazing. Can't wait. Uh, but yes, I don't see myself going into a theater for that. I do think that um, uh, Tony would really want us wherever he is to watch it the way that, you know, we watched all six, seven, six point six B, six A and B, all of those. We're yeah, all on uh, the real question is going to be, is the opening song going to be as cool? Because that song never changed. Mm-hmm. And in all seven, I guess, seasons or grouping of seasons, um, it was always amazing. And it was the same opening sequence. It didn't change one time. And it was still like the best. I remember mm-hmm. my heart beating. The, the Every time I saw it, I was like, ah, oh, this is Sopranos. It's going to be amazing. Yeah, it was a good intro, uh, sort of, uh, yeah, it was a good kind of theme song, I guess. I don't know if uh, TV shows still have what are called uh, theme songs, but yeah, that opening kind of credits uh, yeah. song that played was, 
was very iconic and, you know, very uh, iconic in terms of uh, television for HBO and just the way television went. So, yeah, so Venom coming out this week, Adam's Family Part 2 and Many Saints of Newark. So let us know out there if you're looking forward to seeing any of these ones, which ones you think. If you still think uh, Shang-Chi is the bee's knees and want to go keep it on top for a fifth week in a row, let us know that too. But Michaela, we better head into the theater because the movie's about to start. That's fine, mate. Let's let's infuse some more Earl Grey monkey shoulder because this is amazing. Let's do it again. Let's do it. And we'll talk to everyone next week at the lobby bar.